Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. It's now time for our market view. Elliot Dank, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian with you putting hotels in the spotlight, amongst other things. But first, closing bell. But first, as always, a quick recap of how we started the day as far as Singapore's stock market is concerned. Singapore shares started the day on an optimistic note, and that's following news by the Ministry of Trade and Industry saying that GDP in Singapore estimated to grow 0.7% year-on-year in the second quarter of this year. Now, after the closing numbers, the benchmark STI closed up 0.31%. We are looking at 3,248 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.02%. Two billion Sing dollars. Now gainers outnumbered losers, three hundred and seventeen versus two hundred and twenty-three. Top advances for today: Jardin Psycho and Carriage, Venture Core, and Great Eastern. And top decliners: New Incorporation, USD, Hotel Properties Limited, and Semco Industries. Now, in terms of companies to watch today, we do have Hotel Properties Limited, and that's after its co-founder and managing director Ong Beng Singh has been asked by the Corrupt Practices Investigation Bureau, or CP. PIB to provide information on his interactions with Transport Minister S. Iswaran, who is now currently on a leave of absence. Now, meanwhile, from the latest Singapore GDP numbers to Tesla selling Chinese-made Model Y in South Korea and PepsiCo's earnings, we've got more economic and corporate headlines for you today. Yeah, for sure. And as you mentioned, uh, news of the day has to be uh, involving Mr. Ong Beng Singh. Um, I, I suppose to start things off, Tian-Tian, mm. who is Ong Beng Singh? Right. Ong Beng Singh, uh, he is a Malaysian and he is well, a very rich person. <laughs> Let's talk about how he rose to, yeah, okay. sort of not really rose to fame, but how he earned his millions of dollars, right? He started earning millions of dollars from accurately predicting ups and downs of oil prices during okay. his time at an oil company called Quo International, which mm. is owned by his father-in-law. He and his Singaporean wife right now is among one of the one of Singapore's wealthiest couples and were mm-hmm. estimated by Forbes to have a net worth of 1.7 billion US dollars as at August 2022. Now he started up doing trading and oil prices right now right but he's actually a hotel and property tycoon right also the managing director of Hotel Properties Limited. Now, he's known for being one of those responsible for bringing the Formula One night race to Singapore in 2008. He owns the rights to the Singapore Grand Prix. So let's talk a little bit more about Hotel Properties Limited, yeah? So um, Hotels Property Limited is a conglomerate. It has interest in hotel ownership, management, operations, property development and all that. So it has a portfolio of 38 hotels, resorts across 15 countries, including in Singapore. And the brands within its portfolio... Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts, Hard Rock Hotel and Marriott International. Uh, Several past dealings, it has in May uh, 2022 partnered with units of Tomasic to uh, purchase real estate assets of Singapore Press Holdings for $2.8 billion. Other instances, he has also worked with uh, Tomasic linked entities for a bid for steelmaker Net Steel. So uh, quite a bit going on there. He is a rich person for sure. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, let's have a look at the uh, GDP figures now, Tian Tian. Okay. Before I get to that, very quickly on the share price of Hotel Properties okay. Limited, 
after, you know, Mr. Ong has been issued a notice of arrest by the Corrupt Practices Investigation Bureau. Uh, shares opened down 7% and by the end of the trading day, it closed down 2.59%. And uh, OK, so staying in Singapore, the GDP figures, uh, our economy, Singapore economy grew 0.7% on year in the second quarter of 2023. And that's, of course, dragged by a deeper downturn in the manufacturing sector. So we are here looking at the advanced estimates from the Ministry of Trade and Industry. And if you go by those numbers, the second quarter reading was a slight improvement from Q1's 0.4% year-on-year growth. Now, on a seasonally adjusted quarterly basis, GDP up 0.3% and reverses from the previous quarter's 0.4% fall. Now, what this means is that Singapore has averted a technical recession, which is uh, two straight quarters of quarterly contraction. And previously, Bloomberg uh, economists poked by Bloomberg, they had expected Singapore to uh, fall into a technical recession. All right. Uh, and from there, we move on to PepsiCo. The yeah. company raised its sales and earnings estimates once again after a strong quarter. So what can you tell us about this, Tian Well, Elliot, would you consider Pepsi and soda to be affordable luxury? Luxury? Yeah. I wouldn't associate the word <laughs> not luxury luxury with with Pepsi. But this is what uh, CFO said. Interesting. Okay. But let's let's Tell take a look at the numbers uh, okay. first. So PepsiCo basically raised sales and earnings estimates once again after a strong quarter, which means that people are willing to pay higher prices for its beverage and snacks. Sure. And as our analyst on the show, David Kuo, he would love to say that you know you buy a, a <laughs> cola for one dollar and two dollar, you would still buy it for three dollar, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's look at projections, right? Uh, PepsiCo said in a statement that organic revenue will probably grow 10% this year after a 13% gain last quarter, which uh, exceeded analysts' estimates. Earnings per share likely increased by 12% at constant currencies in 2023. Now, uh, basically, if you look at PepsiCo's product lineup, whether it's Mountain Dew or Fritos and Lay's Chips, PepsiCo results really showed resilience, uh, even as consumers sort of pull back amid these high levels of inflation. That's why the CFO said they are still the affordable luxury and they have a lot of confidence in the market now. The job market is still very good. Wages are still growing up. And uh, one thing, though, is if you're looking at inflation, what happens to your cost price and yeah. how much higher can you sell, Right. Basically, the CFO said average prices across a mix of the products grew by 15% in the quarter. Mm. And that rise was equal to the average increase in prices PepsiCo paid for commodities such as your corn, your wheat and your sugar. So we can look forward to more earnings from its peers. Uh, Coca-Cola is set to report earnings later this month as well mm. for more clues on uh, where all of this is going to go. Okay. All right, let's have a look at Tesla. This is quite exciting. Mm. Uh, the Chinese-made Model Y sport utility vehicle is now <laughs> in South Korea. You know what? Not only <laughs> has Tesla started selling Chinese-made Model Y SUVs in South Korea, it is also slashing prices. Of the model. Mm. Wow. Why so? It wants to be eligible for more subsidies. I see. Uh, Uh, Okay. How much does it cost for you to buy uh, the rear-wheel drive model? It's a bit of a mouthful here. Uh, Not a Tesla driver here. Pardon me. It's priced at 56.99 million won. 
which is in Singapore dollar terms fifty nine thousand four hundred and eighty dollars. Okay. So with government subsidies, that drops to about thirty seven thousand US dollars in Seoul, as low as thirty thousand US dollars in some cities that offer extra incentives for EVs. That's pretty much the same price as a BYD uh, SUV as well. Mm. In some markets, mm. and previously, uh, only model the only model wines available in South Korea were the dual motor performance and long range versions, and it costs anywhere between sixty two thousand and eighty thousand US dollars. So compare that with the thirty thousand we're seeing is a huge price difference here. And if you compare to what other market players have, Hyundai Motors, uh, Ionic Five electric SUV, starting price fifty million won, which is uh, just slightly lower than the uh, rear-wheel drive model of Tesla Model Y that uh, it is offering now in South Korea. Deliveries will start between August or September, but uh, would you buy a Model Y SUV if you're in South Korea right now? That probably is the question. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.